Hey, I'm Lisa B, and I'm so psyched you're here. Thanks for tuning in to this Eco Psyched episode. I can't wait. Let's get started. Welcome to Adopting Daphne, a China adoption story. We're so glad you're joining us on our journey. Along the way, we'll experience international travel, the Chinese culture, and of course, the in-country adoption process. So sit back, close your eyes, and live it along with us. Stephanie, of more than 20 years, asked me to accompany her on her trip to China to adopt her little girl. My first reaction was a rush of excitement. Then came the cyber warnings from friends and co-workers. You'd better buy a throwaway laptop. They'll be watching you and stealing your information. Then came the health warnings. What shots will you get? What food will you eat? And, of course, my own worries set in about how I would coordinate the trip with my work schedule. As we make our way through the China adoption process, we'll find that navigating the obstacles is part of the full experience in Adopting Daphne, a China adoption story. So I'm here with the family. We're on our way to the airport to go collect Daphne from China and just getting their thoughts on how life has changed with their first child, Travis, and what their hopes and dreams are for Daphne. Dave, what were the biggest changes in life for you after Travis came home? Probably uh, time changed, not as much free time. What has Travis brought to your life that you never expected prior to having a child? Travis has brought immense joy to my life. He makes me smile all the time, makes me laugh. Couldn't be more fun. Red light. the red light green. Yeah. You gonna hang out with daddy for two weeks? No. I hang out. You hang out now? So Travis. A balloon. Who's mommy going to pick up? Daphne. And who's Daphne? Is Daphne your sister? Yeah. (laughs) Are you excited? Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna say to Daphne when she gets home? Say hi. Give her a big hug. Yes. Yeah. 
So what's been the most trying part of the adoption process? You've been through this once before. Was anything different this time around? Was it easier or was it still a lengthy and tough process to go through? I thought the second round would be much easier, but it really hasn't been any easier at all. Actually, it might have been a little tougher. It's just a lot to do, a lot of paperwork, a lot of running around, trying to figure out where you're going to come up with the money, and then paying for it all, of course. <laughs> quarter to three in the morning and we're wide awake and giggling. We don't know what to do with ourselves. We thought when we had to be at breakfast at 6 a.m. was early or 7 a.m. getting up at 6 but here we are. Yeah. I don't know if it's a time zone issue or are we just uh, wide awake because we passed out on the plane. I don't know. Well it could be a number of things but here well, we are. So to be here. Yeah. Uh, Lots of factors or Lisa woke me up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I woke her up. That's one thing. Um, it appears there's no smoking law in hotels in Beijing. Although it is a non-smoking room. That doesn't mean your smoke can't sneak under the door. So it was my first attempt to charge my devices last night, and I woke up thinking they were burning up from the power change. Check your devices to make sure the input on the plug says between 100 to 240 volts. If so, you're good in China. If not, you may also, along with the adapter, need a power converter. Otherwise, your equipment will burn up. We are all set, but still crossed my mind that my batteries were melting. My phone was fried, but everything is good. And here we are with the lights on now. Yeah. You're welcome, Steph. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here. But we are in Beijing. <laughs> and I guess it's uh, Friday morning. Is it Friday morning? August 20th? It is here. Yeah. And today is Tenement Square and Forbidden City Day.
because apparently it's closed on Saturday. So they switched their schedule around and it's going to be 90 degrees. So we're going to be huffing it up, walking yeah. around. But we're closer to getting Daphne. So let's just get this day over with. Steph's just getting through all the touristy stuff for my sake since yeah. I haven't been here before. The joy uh, is watching Lisa enjoy the touristy stuff. Thank you, Steph. Where, um, I just want to get to Daphne. So. Well, that makes it fun for me. Thanks, Steph. Yeah. Have fun, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming with me, Steph. <laughs> yeah, so we had a long flight on the way here, which Steph has been through before. I've been through, you know, a long time ago, but it yeah, was so a little trying. Maryland. We're both from Maryland, so we flew to Chicago, which was easy, right? Mm -hmm. An hour and 40-minute flight and very tight seats, though. And then we had a bit of a layover before our Beijing flight, which was 12 hours which was fun at first. And I have to say, Felisa and I sat together, but we had middle seats. And our two bookend people chose to fall asleep throughout the flight. So it was awkward trying to get them to get up so we could stretch. Right. And Steph is just the master traveler, not having to use the bathroom once no, well, on the trip. That's a teacher bladder. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was up at least four times from the preachings yeah. of my dad to walk around so I don't get a blood clot. <laughs> Yeah, and it was interesting how they structured the flight. So we oh, yeah. we got on the flight, we were entertained by the TV a little bit, and then all of a sudden at mm -hmm. 2 in the afternoon we were having dinner. And when we were done with dinner, which was actually pretty good, they instructed everybody to close the shades of the window. If anyone opened their shade, they were kind of sternly Just talked to. Talked to it, yeah. Exactly. So we were given dinner, told to go to bed, <laughs> knowing full well that it was daylight. We were basically chasing the sun the entire trip. It was never dark. So the flight was 12 hours, and the first seven were okay, and I think the last five were hard. Not miserable, but uncomfortable. Yeah, I agree. So we landed in Beijing, as they say, Beijing. Yeah, and it's really self-explanatory because all the signs are in English. Yeah, so, so easy. multiple Mandarin English yeah, signs. Yeah, so you just follow the signs for baggage claim, which is for us was quite a hike. And before you know it, you're on a little zip train. And even if you bring a computer bag, my suggestion is to bring the one on wheels because it is a bit of a trek. Yeah. But the airport is gorgeous and modern and... Easy to navigate. Yeah. So you follow the signs, lead you to the little train and you get on to the baggage claim. Customs was no problem. We no. just walked through. We didn't have anything to claim. Just show your visa. Walk right through. Easy. Yeah. Beijing Airport. Very easy. Yeah. And then we hopped on the shuttle with the Bethany group of adopting families. They had the shuttle arranged, of course. And yeah. it took us about an hour. There was traffic, just like any modern city. There was rush hour traffic. But the ride, I have to say, was gorgeous to downtown. Interesting to watch. And, of course, the other families, too, all eager and anticipating. So it was nice to talk to them. And so we got to the hotel. And I wish I could pronounce the name of the hotel. Jingguan. It's very cute. It's very quaint courtyards. Um, yeah, there's this a, now is my favorite. Is it eucalyptus yeah. or something? The smell that radiates throughout the lobby. It's unforgettable. I remember it last time I was here. Yeah, yeah. Steph stayed in the same hotel and has told me about breakfast, so we're kind of yeah, <laughs> we're worry. just biding our time right now until breakfast time because <laughs> it's gonna, gonna be, be so down good there early. Yeah, you know we're really being handheld here, which is great because we wouldn't know how to navigate Beijing. They tell us everywhere we need to be and how much we need to tip and yeah. who we need to tip, where to sit, where to have breakfast. 
check us in at the hotel. There's yeah. There's been no thinking, which There's, is nice. Right. There's a level of comfort with this. And you said other 80s. families yeah. choose to do this on their own, and I just don't know how they would choose a hotel. I'm not sure, but just based on Facebook groups, that I can tell that other agencies leave it up to individual families to find their way through China, which I wouldn't know how to navigate. So I'm grateful that you know, we went through Bethany Christian Services, who really has set everything up from the planes and the transportation to the guides to the tours to the touristy stuff to finding Daphne and all the appointments. And and this wasn't even one of the scheduled trips. They put this together because the September trip couldn't go, and there were a lot of eager families on the September trip. So, yeah, we kind of scrambled to get our stuff together. Steph did a lot of paperwork in an extremely short amount of time and just found out, you know, all the costs for the trip and we're already here. Yeah, so luckily they were able to uh, get us here. Otherwise, we have to wait till October because there's so many Chinese holidays in September. And, you know, rightfully so, they take the time to celebrate and close a lot of things in Beijing. It's nice that we were able to scooch in here and scoot out before celebration happens. With the flight to China behind us, it was time to figure out how to operate over the next two weeks. In the excitement of purchasing and packing for our trip, thoughts of technology limitations in China were always nagging at me, like a little devil on one shoulder. Of course, I wanted to communicate with those at home, but I also had to work and interact with clients. Steph was a big help in getting me prepared. So let's talk a little bit about anyone who works and is wondering how they can come to China and adopt their child and still do the work they need to do on the road. And particularly in China, where there's a lot of worry about cyber attacks and cyber snooping, you had brought up something about a VPN. Tell us a little bit about what that is. Basically, before you arrive in China, you need to install VPN on your laptop or any device you plan on working with once you're in China. And that pretty much overrides their blockage of Facebook or social media or email or websites that you would need to access while you're here. It also is gives you a layer of security as well. And a VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. Yes, so it's important to look into those if you plan on using any device over here. So and there are many to choose from. We're using ExpressVPN. Uh, there's also PandaPal, which I heard is very friendly and works well. But the important key is to download them before you travel. Because once you're here, downloading anything is non-existent. Even apps on your phone. Make sure you have everything you need before you leave the United States. Especially if you have to do work while you're in China, like Lisa. Right, so I'm a freelance designer and I have a lot of work to download and submit while I'm here. So I was concerned about the wireless access and also my computer being secure, my phone being secure, and also the files that I'm sending to my clients being secure. So I did look into the VPNs after Steph told me about them and, and downloaded Express, and it seems to be working pretty well. I just log on to the hotel Wi-Fi and then activate the VPN, and it links to a server in Hong Kong. They have servers all over the world. It seems to be working pretty well at this point. Um, it does kind of come and go, and I'm hoping that you know everything I'm doing is pretty secure. 
I heard some people say some things that made me very concerned. You know, some companies will send throwaway laptops to get rid of when they come home. And, you know, other people say they wipe clean their laptop when they get home. Neither of those were options for me. So, you know, just be aware of that. And if you plan ahead, it's no big deal. I stressed about it probably more than I should have. And I think it's pretty safe. And then once you're here, you lock that stuff in the hotel safe if you have one where you are. And luckily, my laptop's going to fit in there. So as far as the Wi-Fi goes, it is a little competitive during the day when everybody's using it at the hotel. But right now, it's early in the morning. And I'm finding it possible to download some larger 200 megabyte files. It takes a little bit of time, maybe half hour. But it's happening, so I'm happy with that. And I guess it really just depends on where you're staying. So look into that. And we have been able to log on to Facebook with our VPNs, which is otherwise a website blocked by China. It is helpful to know these little tidbits, and it was helpful because stuff has been here before. Okay, so I have an iPhone 6, and I do have T-Mobile, and T-Mobile is allowing me free texting through my global network, which is fantastic, so I can text back home, but also an app I downloaded before I came over was called WeChat, and that's also a texting feature, but it also does video chat, which is really nice, and I've used it a few times so far. It does freeze up occasionally, but you have to understand you're halfway around the world, so that's to be expected, but at least I can hear and see what's going on at home. So I feel reassured, and I can get Facebook on my phone. Steph is WeChatting with Travis and Dave. Say hi, guys. What's that? Hi. Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. Hey, Travis. Hi. Are you missing mommy? Are you missing mommy? Yep. Picking up Daphne. Yeah, picking up Daphne. Mm -hmm. yeah, picking up Daphne. Sometimes he freezes, so it's yeah. hard. All right. Well, we'll sign off. All right. We'll talk to you all later. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Right, bye. Now the technology concerns were out of the way, we were left with only adventure before us and, of course, our reason for being there. So, Stephanie, why are we in China? Well, we're here, uh, you know, obviously to adopt Daphne and uh, go through the process of getting her to bring her home. I knew I always wanted a fairly large family from when I was very little. And, you know, I met Dave in our late 20s and got married when I was 30, so we wanted to start a family right away. But through things that couldn't happen, we discovered international adoption. Um, that was our way to start our family. So we did get Travis three years ago, and I knew I wanted a, a sibling for him and to expand our family. So here we are in China picking up our little girl, Daphne, um, and she uh, will be amazing and will complete our family of four. So it's been a lifelong dream of mine to have a completed family. So I'm excited that she'll be joining us. Come back. <laughs> you think he'd come back for the third trip? Uh, no, I'll probably be going solo. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I didn't <laughs> I get the know. invite. I, 
I better be on my best behavior. Yeah, I don't know. This is the only day one. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me in 14 days. Yeah. <laughs> See how much you like me then. How much you like me now. <laughs>